right, right. No, but seriously, seriously. Hey, man, Kawhi Leonard, he, been, he finna be the first NBA player to win three championships on three different teams, man. He is. I'm telling you. But, hey, but back to Ben Simmons. He need to open a police academy. One hundred percent, man. Cause he the worst shooter ever, man. <laughs> if he taught police how to shoot, man, more black people would live, man. He he is extra trash, man. Uh, I'm surprised they invested any money in him. <laughs> He's terrible, man. I, I know, I know, it ain't a, sport, a sports pod. Okay, let's get into what we get into. And here we go. The following podcast contains explicit language. Seven times out of ten, we listen to our podcast at night. Thus spawns the title of this program. Five, four, three, two, one. What's up, fam? We're going to pay some respect 100% to the queen. This, this is what we're going to do this whole podcast. Well, not the whole podcast. But we're going to pay some respect. 100%. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Let me, let me, let me, let me introduce the... Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me introduce the podcast. This is the Facade Podcast, hosted by the two of me. The professor, the student, hip-hop junkie, R&B savant, the radical conservative, hustler, never the informant, the one who seeks to understand while being understood. Here, all are welcome. Now, I realize that my nerve don't always translate well, so please bear with me. Boy, 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 boy. These Mary J. Blige fans, I'm just to get them all the way out of here. Because I think they just forgot. I'm serious. They didn't forget who Queen is. They didn't forget. I gotta remind them. So let me let me let me, uh, hold on, let, me let me let me get into my conversation. So what's up, Facade Podcast fam? How y'all doing? It's been a um, man. It's, it's been this this old this. Whew, my car got totaled. So, so let me go back. So I traveled. So I, I was supposed to drop the podcast on Sunday. Couldn't drop it on Sunday because I'd be moving around, right? So I finally got into the studio. Today, got back to the spot. Car got totaled out, right? Got hit from the back, crashed, causing the car to crash into somebody that was in front, right? So sandwich jumped off, took it to the uh, to the place to get it checked out. They hit me back. Yo, we got a, uh, we totaled your car. <laughs> I got it out of the air that. I got, that was the worst thing that happened to me this year. Whenever you got a paid-for car, I only had the car like five years. Whenever you got a paid-for car and you get it totaled, like, that's nuts, man. I hate I hated it. So I had to go drop off the car today, pick up the check today, you know. So it's just been, it's been rough. It's been rough for me. So I'm going to be asking for people's prayers. Pray for me, y'all. Ain't nobody injured. So that was a good thing. You know, the semester ends on the 7th. Like, you got class Friday for the students. <laughs> you know, and hey, I'm just, I'm ready to exhale. Grades just do Monday the 8th. 
And so I just, I just want to relax just for one day, 24 hours. So I want to run in here, get the podcast done. Now, just, just in case y'all wonder, right? So I had, a, I had a long weekend, went to a family reunion. That was great. Uh, got to hang out a little bit. I learned, I learned some stuff about petty, about being petty, right? So, <laughs> sidebar. So you can't be petty if you broke. <laughs> and I know you may be thinking, like, how, what does that even mean? Like, you can't be petty if you broke, right? So, for instance, like with the Taylor Swift situation, you know, somebody bought her masters. Now she, for $300 million, so she'll never get them back. That was a rich, petty move, right? Because the people that bought her masters don't like her. And I get that. Like, that's extra dope, right? When you got money, you can really be petty. But when you broke, yeah, that petty... That petty just don't look, is it? Yeah, that petty. <laughs> your petty don't look the same. So just kind of watch yourself on, on your petty. Just kind of kind of watch the way you respond to people, right? But anyway, this is the Facade Podcast. You know, I'm a son of hip-hop, Doc Hodge format, get to five random topics, get into my therapy exercise, either or, neither nor, what we not going to do, talking about in the detangle, right? So we, we finna... Get into it. Get into it. Now, I watched, and I know it's, the time has passed. You know, we five minutes in, but the time has passed. The BT Awards, right? They was June 27th, I think. They came out, you know, and so I watched. Mary J. Blige got her Lifetime Achievement Award. Mary J. Blige got some hits. I'm not against Mary J. Blige, right? So Queen Latifah tweets, let's be clear on something. Everybody loves Mary J. Blige, right? I respond, uh, not everybody, right? And you'd think that I said everybody black is on food stamps, and we the reason why we holding the world down. Because <laughs> people responded extra fly. Like they was on some... Girl, bye. They hit me with the memes. So I don't, I don't even know what memes. Like, if the meme don't go with the words you're saying, like, it don't match. So first of all, get your meme game. So we had uh, Melanated Memoirs. They hit me with the girl, bye. Right? Just several people. But they just the simple one. It's Beyonce waving. Right? And so I'm like, so I hit back with who's better? Janet Jackson or Mary J. Blige? Quick. Wait. Be quiet. So it's a brother putting a finger to shh. Finger, right? And then they hit me back with, furthermore, why put two black women against each other? Okay, so they, when, they, when they make it about something that it ain't about, it's just about hits. It's about music. That's what it's about, me critiquing. I love Jenny Jackson. Mary J. Blige is cool. I don't want to hear no screaming, right? That's why I like Malcolm X, Delivery Over Martin Luther King. Because uh, then the Lord came down and uh, from heaven. Or where did it come from? Uh, from heaven. I don't want to hear that. Like, that type of teaching is extra trash. Don't scream at me. Talk to me. Mary J. Blige screams at me. When I hear her singing, she's screaming. That's why I like Janet Jackson. My response was, why get in my TL? Is a more relevant question. And then I hit her with, or him with, I love Janet Jackson. And there's never been a better woman performer on all of earth. Prince being her male equivalent. Mary is good, but she ain't Janet Jackson. Exit stage left. And so I hit it, I hit it with the Janet Jackson, him, 
with the Janet Jackson snapping her finger, eye roll, head turn over the shoulder. This is what they hit me back with. Twitter is an open forum. Don't like it, then lock your tweets or press block. You're obviously pressed for no reason. So I had to hit him with the Mike Tyson extra heavy laugh. <laughs> the extra heavy laugh. And I love Mary J. Blige, man. She's 49. She getting it in. That was I love the the Method Man came out. That was hot. I expected to see her do something with Puff. Wasn't no Puff. You know, so I was kind of shocked. But I was, you know, I wasn't bothered like Jamel Hill. I was unbothered because they don't get it. I, they, they, they didn't forget Jim Jackson catalog. They didn't forget hymns like these. Come on, man. If you ever been in love, when this song came out, you was extra in love. Like, you was going to the store at 4 in the morning to get her a Milky Way and a, a can of Coke love. Like, you was bathing her feet off in peach juice and eating the peaches while you was staring straight into her eyes without even telling her you loved her. Like, she had access to your checking account love. That's what kind of love we When you heard this right here, man. In the I'm staring, baby. Can uh, can, oh, you can feel them both. Oh, they moving. Yeah. Mm. 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 Oh, I gotta cut this off because I'm the only one here in the studios. I can't. Yeah, yeah. There's too many, too many, too much remin. I reminisce on the love we had. And Mary's. Don't get me wrong. Mary J's hot. I ain't even play Mary's music. Cause y'all heard Mary's music and it was dope. She got Mary got a catalog. She could do she could do 90 minutes of hits, right? But Jenny can do like 360 minutes of hits. And I'm not comparing them. It's the reason why we debate between Andre 3000, Scarface, uh uh Jay-Z and, and uh Tupac, who's the greatest MC? Well, is it DJ Quick or is it uh, Dr. Dre or, you know, uh, Dilla? Like, we're going to debate this what we do. I ain't tra trying to go against black women. That's not my thing. Janet Jackson. Who won on the BT Achievement Award first? Janet Jackson. So, come on now. Plus, you know, it's just, I, I don't know. That's, that was my, I always get into my Twitter, Twitter war with these nobodies, with these bots. They just be on here pontificating. About nothing. Get out your feelings. Look at the catalog. I get that music is a timestamp of your emotional growth. I get that. And, I, and so when I went to the family reunion, I even asked random black women. So I went to the family reunion. Then I went to this white party. So it was a kicking weekend. Went to the family reunion. Asked black women there. The younger black women was like, we love Mary J. Blige. Because she hood. Like she got a, a terrible experience that she sang about. Like she dated KC. Up of uh, Jodeci. So, you know, he had a snort cocaine, allegedly, right? So, them first three albums is all pain. I get that. But when I asked the older, more mature ladies who got a, a seasoned ear, sonically, they understand the purpose of a song. They all said Janet Jackson. Hands down, Janet Jackson. That's, but if I asked the older, older seasoned ladies, they'd be like, Dion Warwick. <laughs> 
Aretha Franklin. Like, I get it. Like, if you grew up hearing Beyonce, you think Beyonce is hot. You think, you probably think Beyonce is hotter than Janet Jackson. Nah, not so much. Beyonce is a great performer. But Janet Jackson, man, it's the pleasure principle. Ah, ah, ah. So, when pleasure principle, so let me go back. So, they used to be a sidebar. There used to be this magazine called Word Up. And Word Up had these pin up posters that you could tear out and you could hang them up in your house on your wall. All I had was Janet Jackson. When I seen the Pleasure Principle video, I was a young guy. And when I tell you I dreamed about her, <laughs> boy, did I dream about Janet Jackson. <laughs> I never got to the end of the dream. <laughs> But that's a whole that's a whole other discussion. So anyway, Janet Jackson over Mary J. Blige. That'll make me a Mary J. Blige hater. I'm glad that Mary J. Blige got the award, 2,000%. But she ain't no Janet Jackson. Understand? Anyway, uh, topic two. So check it out. Because I got, hold on, coffee sip. So because I got... The new car, so I go, I, the car, I go drop the car off at the body shop, right? Because I didn't know it was totaled at the time, because it's still drive. I didn't, oh, man, I didn't get my ox cord out the car. Okay, so I'll I do that later. But, got my car, car got wrecked, take to the shop. They hit me with the brand new 2018 RAV4. So I never drove a, like, Toyota's ain't my joint. So I, I, I had to get the, you know, the RAV4. And so I was like, man, this Toyota, this is cool. And so every time I was getting over in the lanes, like the car would get back over in the lane I was in. And I was like, something's wrong with the car, right? So I didn't know, right? So I thought something was wrong with the car. So I called the Enterprise. I was like, hey, I think I need to get a new car. And it was like, what's wrong with it? I was like, every time I try to get over a lane, the car gets back over the lane. And so I didn't understand what was going on. So I get, I picture my son from work. He works at Costco. So I pick him up at like midnight and we drive it. I try to do it again. The car leaks back over. And he basically explains to me, you got the auto assist drive on. And I was like, well, what is the auto assist drive? And he was like, well, see this icon? You got the car here. You got the two lines. If you don't use your blinker to swerve over, the car's going to swerve back over. Terrible idea. Because when, when I switch lanes, I don't use the uh, blinker. I'm not doing that. I'm getting over. Unless there's somebody behind me, I'm not clicking my blinker. I'm just getting over. Rain, sleet, hail, snow. I'm getting over. So I don't doubt if I was sleepy and driving home, or if I, you know, it's some people that get, you know, they get a little slossage. They get a little slossage and they, they tipsy a little bit. That works for them. That'll work for me. And in the manual, you can't cut it off. It's a function on the car. So I ain't like that. They need to get that fixed, right? So I tweeted Toyota. And I was like, hey, this RAV4 is cool. My car was, uh, I didn't know it was told at the time. So I'm like, you know, I appreciate the RAV4. It's a pretty good, it's a good little rollout. I might have to get one for my daughter. For, so when she go to college, it's pretty cool. The gas mileage is like 31 miles. So I was like, cool, hey, uh, cut this thing. How do I cut this off? They was like, you can't cut it off, sir. And I was like, I'm a seasoned driver. I've been driving, how long have I been driving? 20 years? Been driving 20 years in the car. So I need to cut this off. And they told me they can't cut it off. And so I was hot. 
about it. I didn't like it. I don't like getting forced to get back over because the car is compensating. Before you know it, they're going to have like the Tesla joint where the car drives for you. I don't want that. I don't want the Will Smith iRobot car where the car is driving and you can sleep. I'm not doing that because you can't tell what's going on. I need to see. I pay for a car that I can drive. So I don't want no driver's assist helping me swerve lanes. Plus, I want to go slow. Sometimes I want to just go slow, pull up on somebody, and stunt. I want to let the window down and blare the music because I'm listening to hip-hop, so I'm, I'm banging it. I'm banging Old Town Road because I'm from Oklahoma, so I love a good country slash rap song. So I'm banging that joint extra loud. You need to hear what I'm hearing. So you can appreciate the culture through my window, right? But with the assist, I, I don't know. I just I, I was uncomfortable about it. It made me think of Terminator 1 and Terminator 2. Terminator 3 was trash, by the way. Uh, probably because I just don't I don't see women as uh, capable of killing or being violent or evil. So, yeah, I, just, I couldn't get with the plotline on Terminator 3. But Terminator 2 was dope with the liquid cop dude. Man. <laughs> that dude was nuts. I still don't believe how they melted him down and killed him. But that's a whole other conversation. I, sometimes I be veering off when I do the podcast. But anyway, I don't like no auto assist drive. I hate that. So Toyota, whomever is is rocking with that, at least give me the. My daughter needs it. She's sixteen. I don't need that ever in life. So give me the option at least cut that joint off. Topic three. Now. I be so listen on, on Twitter. It's man. It's so it's a whole lot of people on on Twitter, right? So you got you got. Hold on, let me. So if they just type in Twitter, right, and I go into um, debating. So say I want to debate. Uh, let me go to the side podcast. Uh, so we on here debating, folks. So you got you got a lot of people. You got a uh, you got hip hop talks. You got um, uh, Hip Hop Golden Age, XXL, The Source, World Star, Essential Sauce, Rap Discussions, Debating Hip Hop. Like, they all be talking about, you know, what's hot and what ain't hot, right? And so I got to thinking. Like, you got, you just got your hordes, man. So you got your Eminem. He's the greatest person ever in life. So Eminem ain't in my top 20 MCs, just so you know. I ain't feeling Eminem whatsoever. But that got me to thinking. And I was like, man... I wonder what's the hit. So, sidebar, I had a debate with my kids, and I ain't really going to get into it. And I had to talk to some adults, too. Like, what's the greatest animation house? Is it Pixar? Is it uh, Disney? Is it, uh, uh, man, Pixar, Disney is one more. And we was debating. What? Hold on. Let me, let me hold on. We're going to we gonna, we gonna figure it out. We're going to figure it out. Hold on. Let me see. Animation uh, movies. Yeah, animation movies. And so we had to debate about what's the hottest joints. And so I'm like, hey, we're going to try to figure it out. So we had, uh, so for instance, Shrek is made by, is it Pixar? DreamWorks. There we go. Pixar DreamWorks. Oh, it's ISIS calling. Hold on. Hello? Can I pick up the Do what? Do you want me to pick up Osiris? Hey, you're on the podcast right now. I'm calling you calling in on the podcast. Oh, that's dope. I'm recording right now. What what you doing? Uh, uh okay. I'll go get Osiris. Wait, wait, what you doing? I'm just I'm chilling. Okay, so remember when we had the debate, what's your top three animated movies of all time? Uh number one like Pixar or just like Disney? Uh just pick. Top three. Don't matter. 
Number one, Princess and the Frog. Okay. Number two. Oh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with with Tangled. Tangled. Okay. What's number three? Ooh. Up. Up. Yes. So cars. Uh, Kubo and the Two Strings, Incredibles, uh, just none of that. Actually, no, Kung Fu Panda is second. Kung Fu Panda second, and Up is third. Yeah. Okay, go get your brother. Okay. Bye bye. So anyway, we were debating that, right? So it got me to thinking about hip-hop. Like, what's the best hip-hop anime uh, videos ever, right? So it got me to thinking. About these ones right here. How they was dope. Like this, All My Children by Gucci Mane. Remember this right here? It was dope. Hope y'all remember it. What's that? video of all time hold on that's a lot of air i don't like that where the air coming from hold on let me see uh mm-hmm mm-hmm let's see which one it was oh how many of y'all remember this joint right here tell me if you remember it if you manage a team, oh, you have to track Money.com is a platform to track everything your team is working on. Edit all that out. That was it. Turn it up loud. Turn it up loud. <laughs> I think it's my favorite joint. Do it for the love. Sucker for love. Let's go. Uh, 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 uh,
finished at 23 billion. No, 23 million, 732,238 views. And this ain't even an official official video on YouTube. That's a lot of views. <laughs> That's extra lot of views, man. Tupac got her winning. But, but yeah, anyway, that, like that was my thought. Like I was like, that's my, that's my top. That had to be my my top three animated videos, right there. When I think about it, Tupac, Kanye, Harless, Gucci, all my children. And because I, I did the research, I was like, man, I forgot how many animated videos. Like who made these videos? We don't even have to talk in, in, in conversation about visuals. So for me, Hype Williams, sidebar, Hype Williams is the greatest videographer ever of hip-hop culture. Like his video, man. When I saw that Mob Deep All Red video with Lil' Kim, the remix, I was done, man. I, I was like, yes. That's that MC-ish that I, that I want to see and deal with, right? And so, that, yeah, that's, that's, that's my, my third topic right there. Fourth topic, we ain't just gon' skim over the following. Lyric pinning equal to Trump's winning. The bigger question is how the Russians did it. It was written like Nas, but it came from Quentin. Right? So let's examine it. The last line. It was written by Nas, but it came from Quentin. So if we do the history, right? Let's run the numbers. So Quentin is a brother that's in OVO camp, used to be. Drake got rid of him. Meek, in the previous battle with Meek and Drake, Meek talked about Drake having ghostwriters. Quentin was one of the persons that's a ghostwriter, right? So if you follow the culture, you know that the worst thing an MC can do is not write his own lyrics. Unless you're Cardi B, that's a whole other thing. You go extra platinum, but that's a whole other gendered standard that we can talk about at a later date. So Push's album drops. Daytona, seven songs. The last song, Infrared, drops May 25th, right? So right after that happens, then your boy, Drake, responds with this. W Freestyle about Pusha T. Let's go. So if you rebuke me for working with someone else on a couple of V's, what do you really think of the nigga that's making your beats? I've done things for him I thought that he never would need. Father had to stretch his hands out and get it from me. I pop style for 30 hours, then let him repeat. Now you popping up with the jokes, I'm dead, I'm asleep. I just left from over by y'all putting pen to the sheets. Tired of sitting quiet and helping my enemies eat. Pause. He was putting pen to the pad, helping his enemies eat. Now, most of this is about Kanye. Drake goes to visit Kanye at the camp, essentially tells Kanye, yo, I got the uh I got a baby on the side, right, that don't nobody know about, you know, in a song that he got on his album. So this is Scorpion, right? So Drake pushes drops May 25th. Drake responds with Duppy Freestyle like the next day. Scorpion don't come out until June 28th, right? So that's what we celebrate in the year anniversary of Scorpion dropping, right? But in the interim, in between that, when Drake responds to W Freestyle, he mentions a line about Pusha T's wife at the end. And because of that, Pusha responds with this. And you 
know we gotta cut the heads off these snakes, right? This is an extra diss. Watch the body drops. <laughs> <laughs> Messed up the whole Drake rollout. Ended this deal with Adidas, too. Drug dealing aside, goose right in the side. Let's have a heart to heart about your pride. Even though you're multi, I see that your soul don't look alive. The M's count different when baby divides the pie. Wait, let's examine why. Your music for the past few years been angry and full of lies. I started at the home front, I'm on one. Dennis Graham, stay off the gram, bitch, I'm on one. So, anyway, push a T. That joint right there, man, that's in my... It might be my top five diss songs of all time. You got Jack the Ripper by LL. You got Hit Em Up. <laughs> Hit Em Up by Tupac. That's the most disrespectful uh, hip-hop battle rap response track I ever heard in life. Like, that's extra disrespectful. But the reason why I brought it up is because, like, we just not going to skip over that. Like, my son believed him and all his homies. So if you are 22 years old, you probably believe Drake is the greatest rapper of your generation, right? Unless you're a conscious MC, a uh, lover. So you may think it may be Kendrick. You know, you may think Kendrick, you may think Cole. Cole got a following. I don't think it's Cole. K.O.D. saved Cole's career because that album before that was trash. And uh, 2014, Forest Hill Drive, it was too much singing. He had a 90-minute song. The last song was 90 minutes. So I don't count that. So Born Center is Cole's best album. And every album after that was not as good as that one. To me, K.O.D. is the second best album. That's a whole other discussion. Anyway, but we're not just going to pass over that. Drake got hits, but since Take Care is dropped in 2011, each Drake album that got worse. Views, worse. If you listen to this, worse. Like, you can, you can, I can pin it out. But the reason why I brought it up, it, it was my fourth topic. And I just brought it up because I was like, hey, I want to talk about it. We're not just going to skip over, you know, Drake getting sunned. Because he destroyed Meek in battle. And so after that, people was like, yeah, uh, we're going to get to Drake. He's the greatest ever. But nobody ever talks about how he got son by Pusha T, right? So that, that was the reason why I brought that up. For the, all you hip-hop fans that don't know, a year ago, that's what we're talking about. So, fifth topic, right? We uh, Where are we at? 30 minutes in. Whew. Please forgive me if, I, if I'm rambling. If I seem like I'm rambling. Car wreck situation was nuts, and so you know, I, again, I started off by saying car got man, totally. You know, I gotta get another car <sighs> anyway. Final topic is about my man <laughs> Kaepernick, right? So, Colin Kaepernick, I've been on record on Twitter for debating people about Colin Kaepernick. I was 100,000% behind Colin Kaepernick, right? And so I went to the Super Bowl the, that the Patriots came back. Tom Brady, they were down 28-3, and they won. Went with my LBs. We outfitted it out, played golf the whole weekend, blah, blah, blah. Great. Atlanta lost. Felt like black folks lost because Hillary Clinton lost to Trump. Like, it was just a sad situation. This whole thing was just sad, right? But anyway... So Colin Kaepernick is doing a kneel thing, right? So since that, he kneels, protesting against uh, police violence against black people, right? Several black people have died since 2016 at the hands of police. And so I was like, I'm behind Cap. So I boycotted two straight years. So I was waiting when they said that Cap got the payoff, right? They was like, he got 
twenty million dollars. And I was thinking, okay, well he didn't play for two years, so he getting the money that he would have got if he had played. So I support that. What I didn't like that Cap did is he signed the NDA, right? Here's why I didn't like it. So here's how racism works. It's systemic racism, right? So if you say you don't date black women because you don't like black women, to me, that's like misogynoir. It could be rooted in racism, but it may be just your prejudice or your discrimination because you don't date black women. Like, you may not think you're good enough to date black women. I get that because a lot of y'all ain't. But that's a whole nother discussion. And so I get that situation. But systemic racism is something that we don't really talk about. And so because Colin Kaepernick knew how the NFL discriminated against him, which is why they settled, he could have took him to court, won in court, and then everybody would have had to testify. All the owners that probably said his black, uh, he ain't never, uh, saying, he ain't never playing the NFL again. I'm sure it was owners that said that via email, via uh, voicemail. They tweeted and deleted. Like, they had the facts because the NFL, they selling. They're not giving $20 million to nobody where they know they can win that trial, right? So when it came out, I was looking forward to that. But Cap, I feel like he sold out, right, because he signed the NDA. So now we don't know how the system works. So all the black players that come behind him, the NFL can do the exact same thing to boycott against them or white ball them, so those players never play again if they choose to kneel. So he let the system win and patted his pocket at the same time. So I look at Cap differently, which leads me to why I'm talking about him now, this whole Bessie Ross flag thing. <laughs> so Nike, so what, well, shout out to Nike, man, because they get to the bag 100%. Like, I get that Nike, they got, man, they got Brand Jordan, they got Fred God, they got, all kind of stuff going on with Nike, right? If people get shoe deals, I get it. They get the Kyrie. They get in the bag bag. So that's going to do the Bessie Ross shoe with the flag. And Kaepernick was like, now they didn't already, they didn't already went through production. So clearly Kaepernick ain't. They didn't go to Kaepernick and say, hey, we're going to do the Bessie Ross flag thing that supports the melting pot to uh, for Americans can be happy to rock the flag on their shoes, right? And you shouldn't wear an American flag. Like on anything, really. The American flag should be printed or sold, right? That's on clothing. It can be sold as a flag to hang up, right? If you enter that, get that. And so Nike stops production. Well, they already got the shoe out. So if you got a copy of this shoe, this Bessie Ross, with the 13 original colonies, original flag, then you got that shoe, right? But Colin Kaepernick is like, yo, the American flag is racist. It represents slavery, Right? So now I was like, man, I see you cap out here putting it down. I did my Googles, my internets, right? And I was like, okay, 13 original colonies. I was like, okay, slave state, 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 slave state. All 13 original colonies, they was all slave states. Now some of them like Delaware, they was like, yo, this ain't cool, we gonna not do this. But they were slave states, right? New York slave state. Initially, they would pass laws saying you can own Africans, my ancestors. That's extra trash. So I get that Kaepernick talked about it. But what was funny <laughs> was all the people on Twitter that was like, I bought New Balance. <laughs> hey, yo, newsflash, New Balance is extra whack. <laughs> so if you got New Balance on, you extra whack. 
Matter of fact, and here's the thing. I'm not paying for nothing and then destroying it after I pay for it. That's asinine. I'm not doing that. That's you about to just set your money on fire. That's I don't I, I don't understand that. But people being like, hey, call it, I'm boycotting Nike again. They are you already boycotted them the first time when the cap paraphernalia came out when Nike gave Cap the multi million dollar deal. Y'all boycotted them. So either y'all bought Nike stuff after that. Oh, y'all boycotting them again? Like, the purpose of a boycott is the first time you do it, don't do it again. I'm never watching NFL football again. I'm not giving them no money. I'm NBA all day. Oklahoma City Thunder. That's how we're going to do it. Russell Westbrook ain't going to win us Nathan. But I'm going to pull for him because I'm from Oklahoma. Paul George, I'm going to pull for him. We ain't going to get no rings, but I'm going to pull for him. So that's why I want to talk about the Kaepernick thing because it's just, you know, Kaepernick is nuts, man, to me, by signing the, the NDA. Him saying that black people shouldn't be killed by police officers, I'm 2,000% for that, right? But, yeah, Bessie Ross. So, anyway, and, and I read some stuff that said Bessie Ross didn't even create the flag. Her version of the flag was not the first iteration of flag, right? 13 original colonies, all slave states. So, I get it. Anyway, we're going with 37 minutes in. Woo! Facade Podcast. So, my... Therapist, she was like, hey, uh, I need you. This is your therapy exercise. Name the best hip-hop love song to you that you play when you want women to swoon. <laughs> and why, right? So I, I started to think about it. I was like, okay, so I love, so it's a couple songs that come to mind. So uh, Mary Jane which is a hip-hop song by Scarface. Man, that Mary, 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 Mary. <laughs> Mary, 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 Mary. Man, that's, that joint was extra nuts. So I played that song a couple times before I was married to slow dance with some people. Yeah, in an act of love. So I did that. Uh, what They Really Want by DMX. <laughs> That's a love song to me. I hear that. Hey, what they really want, won't. Uh, yeah, about three Kims. Like that was that was a love song to me. I heard that as a love song from his perspective. So I get it. I mean, he was in high demand. I get that. That was a love song. Then I thought about, okay, what about uh, I used to love her by Common? Like that was the ultimate love song. He used to love hip hop like it was a metaphor for loving hip hop or loving something. And I was like, that's dope. Like, I, I can get with that. That's it. But out now, like, I think this is my, this is my love. This is my new love anthem. So I get, so Rick Ross had a joint. Uh, man, hold on. Let me, let me, let me pull that joint up. What was that on? That was on Mastermind? Hold on. I'm a Thick Ross fan. He's my guy guy. He don't never get no love from the peoples. Rick Ross, because he, he did a whole bunch of joints. Maybach Music 5 with uh, Days Low. This what song this? was Maybach music. extra nuts. I like this Maybach music. Like, she killed it. She rapped Sweet. in a way that she ever never rapped before on this song with him. And this song is about having a ride or die woman that got your back no matter what, right? And that's what I think about love. She hopes that they die together. Like, that's the Vicky line. Right? So 
when I hear this song, I just be like, man. Mm. Talk your ears. Break. She said, I call him D-A-D-D-Y like I'm in the bassinet. <laughs> that day's love joint, that was it. That's a love song to me. It's a story about two people that care about each other. They love each other. They go ride or die. But this song here is my love song favorite, and I'm going to tell you why. Because it's about every moment of every day of his life he's thinking about being with her as well. That's that Alexander O'Neill right there. Y'all know about that. That's a whole nother song. Oh, uh. day, Go on, me. You forever in my heart. I won't forget about you. Now, so the one thing about hip-hop that's kind of weird is that as a man, they really don't like, like men to be emotional and vulnerable. So when I hear this song, I think about love. I think my therapist is trying to get me on some reveal yourself. We need to know who you are. Like my love side. Like I, I sometimes I think I'm emotionally unavailable. Sidebar, I think I'm emotionally unavailable. I can access revenge. Like like the like the emotions that's about the clapback. Oh man, I'm I'm open. I, I really can access those. Like they like they in my apps in my phone. But them loved ones, it's hard to love because love is just so layered. You got so many meanings. Like you love, you love your wife or your husband different than you love your mama and your daddy, different than you love your kids or your brother, differently than you love, you know, like your, your colleagues or the people that, you know, you commit crimes with when you was younger. <laughs> people you commit crimes with, like Kendrick say, you know, well, I'm only about violence when I'm with the homies. <laughs> so, so that makes sense. I get that, right? But that love is just different. So I don't really have access to love. It's just love got so many different meanings. It's so layered, right? But that's my favorite love song. Right now, 24-7, Meek Mill, L-M-A. Yay, yay. Either or, neither nor. That's what we're about to get into. So my e my either or, right, is... is <laughs> so my either is engaging in small talk, right? So... <laughs> I, I become extra great at engaging in small talk. Like I get, I, hey, small talk is 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 extra cool to me, right? So like, like for instance, like somebody can be like, hey, so you know, how's your day going, right? So they don't ask me. Well, it depends. So some people ask you, depending on what city you in. Some people greet you with what you do when they first meet you, or some people greet you with how you doing. So for the people that greet me with how I doing. Sometimes I just feel like taking them on a ride. Like the last person that that, that that was like, hey, how you doing? I was at the smoke shop. They was like, how you doing today? I was like, man, I'm doing pretty good, man. I just watched Birth of a Nation. And they looked at me. They was like, Birth of a Nation? 
was like, no, 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 not that one. <laughs> not the one you watched. Not that one. I watched Birth of a Nation about Nat Turner, the insurrection joint, right? Like, I, I got to, you know, I watched it with my son. And he was like, well, how old is your son? And I was like, yeah, my son's like four and a half. <laughs> my son's 22. But I was like, my son's four and a half. You know, but you got to teach him early to get him prepared, you know, for the insurrection. To get him prepared to stay alive, right? The course of his life. Because he's going to be threatened throughout his life. <laughs> you know, by, by the time I got through rambling, they, they was looking at me like, what's, what's wrong with this guy right here, right? But I was just you know, mindful that, you know, small talk, I love small talk. Because if you ask me how I'm doing, however I'm doing right then, I'm going to take you there. Like, you you buckle up for the ride. I'm going way off. That depends on who it is, right? Like, you know, you may say, <laughs> like depending on what we doing, right? Like I like I done been out. So I don't know about y'all, but I I got homeboys. Right. So we we when we were younger, this this is pre yeah, when we were younger, I, and I recommend y'all try this to see how persuasive you can be in conversation. We go to the club and be like, hey, we try to get numbers. Who in here, whoever gets somebody's social security number first, then you win. <laughs> Right? And so the strategery, it happens. It unfolds. Sometimes I did it. You'll be amazed. If you can make a person comfortable enough, you'll be amazed what they'll tell you. And they don't even know you. Right? So I, I didn't won that cop that bet. $100 on who can get the Social Security number. We didn't won that bet. But small talk facilitates the openness. When people are comfortable with you, man, oh man, they'll tell you some things that they normally shouldn't tell anybody. <laughs> So there's some things that some people just shouldn't ever say to anybody, but they tell you because they get comfortable and they, they relax, right? So that that's my either. My, my either is engaging the small talk because I've grown adept at it. At engaging the small talk, and I, I pull it out of you. Like, I'm I'm going to extra get it, get it, get it. So my second one, is it ties into it. It's an overlap. It's casual communication. So I know that. So I pull my numbers of the day, right, across my formats, Right, so we got our listeners for the Facade Podcast, 25 to 34. That's my major demo, right? So if you're 25 to 34, you probably listen to the podcast right now. You know, why you grilling or whatever. The second demographic for the Facade Podcast is 35 to 44. That's the second demographic, right? If you listen to the podcast, I don't know, you might be, you know, at work, doing your thing. But the third demographic for the podcast is 18 to 24. Three, 24. I'm proud of that. Like, right? The, the college folks, they listen to me, you know, talk about hip hop and how we get down. But this is something I want to give y'all some advice. Never, ever, 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 not that I would do this, but your professor may give you an F <laughs> on your final paper because grading is subjective, right? <laughs> so, so they may give you an F. Right? So I ain't going to say who it was. If you do this, don't ever do this. Because I hope you get it if you do. Casual communication. Right? That's my that's my or. So I got an email from a student. And they was like, OMG, Dr. Hodgkins. And they went into this long ramble, right, about the assignment that was due. Because I'm teaching summer one. And I hit them back and I was like, hey, who is this? <laughs> she responded, fake name. This is Janice Seals. <laughs> 
And her name was in the email, right? And so I hit her back with, you know, hey, I thought we was texting since you led with the OMG. And I was like, you know, this ain't my cell number. What is OMG anyway? Don't be hitting me with no acronyms. I don't know what that means. And so she apologized. So here's the deal. It's Dr. Hodgkins, 100%. When you emailing me about a class topic that's something for your syllabus, for your final paper, don't do that. Don't be casual in your conversation. If you got your professor's number, because my cell number's on my card. So if I hand you my cell number, excuse me, if I hand you my card, right? If I hand you my card, then that means... <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm not going to tell the story. I, I should tell it, but I'm not. That means if I, if I hand you my card, my cell number's on it, right? That means as a student, you can call me on my cell number. Because we, we got this, uh, this system... This uh, phone that you jack into the, uh, that was the phone thing, that you jack into my computer and the laptop. So I ain't never on it. So when you call the office number, it don't work. So, because I don't got an office phone, right? It's technology. Everything packed up. Don't respond or correspond to your professors in your, in your online Blackboard class. It's doctor whomever every single time. Because casual communication, it, it's trash, right? And I, I don't want you to get in trouble. Some people who live like a, Again, professors who I am, sorry, professors what I do is not who I am. I know a lot of colleagues that that's who they are. You respond to them with a, oh, my God, yeah, or T-T-L-Y, talk to you, T-T-U-Y-L, or you hit them with the, uh, I just found out that OTD meant on this date. <laughs> that, that's only because I was doing the Kaepernick thing with the American flag because I don't know what that meant. So it's, it's too many digital acronyms. And I realized that if you're 18 to 24, you live in a world of acronyms. I'm not 18 to 24. So I wrote my text out. When I talk to young people, they be like, Dr. Hoskins, why are you writing like you're writing a paper when you're texting us? And I'm like, that's the only way I know how to text. In complete sentences. I got complete sentence structure. Right? So when you ask me where am I at, I'm saying behind that prepositional phrase. That's what Clara Lupa taught me. Behind that, I'm behind that prepositional phrase. So that's what I say to students. Please, don't be casual. Don't be casual, right? Don't, just, just don't be casual. So casual communication. So I like, I like communicating casually, right? And I like, you know, engaging in small talk. This is we, and we're 50 minutes in. This is my neither nor, right? So... And I don't want to offend nobody, cause every every <laughs> I got listeners across these lines, but I'm a, I'm gonna get into it, right? So, box wine. <laughs> if you're a box wine drinker, I can make a lot of perceptions about who you are as a person, as a person, like to your core. So it don't have nothing to do with your the size of your house. Or the, how fat your bankroll is, the type of car you drive, the universities that you attended to get your degrees, whether you're an athlete or a public figure. If you drink box wine, <laughs> like it's box wine. Like the taste, I would rather have a aged, like a 12-year Merlot or a... Um, uh, what's what's the what's the uh, oh, I can't think of the wine. I don't drink it. A Pinot, a Pinot, why your Pinot Grigio? I, I don't know. I I'm a Merlot drinker, right? So all them other red wines. When I drink wine, 
I should taste the splinters in the barrel. That's how dry I want the wine to be. But in order for me to get that taste, it got to come out of a bottle because it's glass. The glass preserves the flavor of the wine in my mind. When I pour that wine into my glass, I should be able to see the sugar running down the side of the wine. That's why I drink Grandma Yay. I like a sweet taste in my Grandma Yay, but I like a really dry taste. In my red wine, I don't drink sweet wines, white wines, or red wines are sweet. Because that ain't, wine ain't for that. It's a dry taste. Because I'm usually eating it with, you know, some, as I'm transitioning, some vegan. I might have, uh, I don't know, maybe chicken breast. So, sidebar, went to this place. Uh, so, we went to University of Oklahoma to go for my daughter, went for a college visit, right? So, she's uh, 16, and we went to go to this place. I'm looking for the picture so I can tell y'all where we went. Uh, we went uh, jam. Yeah, it's this place called Jam. And it's, uh, hold on, what's it called? Let me see. A Neighborhood Jam. So we went to Neighborhood Jam, right, after we went to University of Oklahoma for a college visit. So another pause to the first pause. This is extra funny. So my daughter's 16, right? So there's a young man who's as a junior. He's explaining. So I, what I didn't know is that the University of Oklahoma, they got an all-you-can-eat Chick-fil-A on campus. All you can eat. So you just you pay one thing. You either do meal exchange or points plan. And it's uh so my daughter said that she needs an unlimited meal plan. <laughs> so she can go in and eat whatever she wants. But anyway, they got a uh she don't understand how money is made or spent. They got an unlimited Chick-fil-A. So he's talking to her. He's like, Yes, yeah, so when you go into the Chick-fil-A, you get your sandwich. And after you eat your sandwich, you keep the, the wrapping that the sandwich came in because it heats the food up. And then you put your uh you put your uh fries, you go get some fries in the line, and then you put fries in that, then you sneak that and put it in your bag and you take it home for later when you're hungry. So he he telling them the sneak game. So he's like, so when you get here, you know, I can school you and take you around to make sure that you're good. <laughs> and I said to him, yeah, well, she'll be here in two years because my daughter's 16. And he said, he, he, looked, he had a look on his face like he had a Louis Vuitton wallet and lost it. And then it had no money in it, but he knew how valuable it was, but he would never see it again. That's how he looked at my daughter. <laughs> he said, 16. And I and I licked my lips and looked at him with a ball fist and said, suck my teeth. Yeah. Well, hold on. I didn't tell him to suck my teeth. But I was like, yeah, she's 16. Partner. She ain't going to be here. He was like, oh, yeah. Okay. He was extra disappointed. He was actually disappointed. And so, back to what I was talking about initially before I got to the, the talk about ISIS going to school. And so, box wine. Don't do that. Like, box wine to me, it just speaks to who you are as a person. Like, you come to my house. I got partners coming. When people come to visit me, I say to them, what you drinking? Because I don't drink a lot of different things, but I want to, but I make sure my space for my Boys to come over is full with whatever they drinking. If you drinking a Bombay Sapphire, I'm not drinking that. I don't drink gin. If that's what you drinking, we can do that. If you drinking a Ciroc, a Blackberry, I heard that's great. Vodka, I'm not drinking that. Now, if you drinking, a, if you drinking, a, I don't know, you drinking Grand Marnier, 
I'm drinking that. If you're drinking, um, man, Hennessy, ooh, Hennessy White, mm, that's good. You're drinking Hennessy, I'm drinking that, right? Man, I ain't gonna hit you with no box wine. Come on, man, box wine? Box wine, like $8. <laughs> box wine is like $8. Box wine to me is like furs. I don't know if y'all, so I'm from Oklahoma, sorry, but I'm from Oklahoma, right? And so box wine, there was a time when I would go to Furs. Man, Furs was the best thing ever. Man, they used to have these, so it's a, it's a buffet, so it's all you can eat. And I would always get the fish and the chicken. Man, that chicken skin was so good. It might have been 20 years ago. I wouldn't go to Furs right now to save my life. Like each year of your life, your food, the way you eat is going to change. So it was Furs. Furs was popping. Then it was Red Lobster. I can afford Red Lobster. I would only go to Red Lobster right now to get the biscuits. Red Lobster biscuits. Like, those, they bad for you, but I, I would go get Red Lobster biscuits. Like, Red Lobster. And then, you know, I just, I kept going up and up. So, furs to me, like box wine, that's what furs is. You bring box wine to me, I'm probably going to put it on eBay. <laughs> I'm going to let you leave. I'm going to pour my bottled wine in your glass, and I'm going to serve it to you. Because every time I do that to people, they got, they got the... Oh, <laughs> which, which probably makes them think that that box wine is hotter than what it is, because <laughs> they'd be like, "Oh, this is this is great, isn't it?" I'm like, "Yeah, it is great. Yeah, your box wine is in the back with the other six boxes of box wine that I'm gonna put on let go tomorrow, so I can sell these joints because I'm not doing that to myself, and because I care about you, I'm gonna let you drink some good wine and not that box wine. So that's that's the neither. Don't ever take box wine." to a party or a gathering that you've been invited to, whether it's your family or your friends, especially not your job, because you might get fired as a result of that or get a demotion. That's what I would give you. I would keep you on, give you a demotion and pay you $20 less an hour than you already make. So don't do box wire. It speaks to your character, y'all. It speaks. I'm telling you, it speaks to who you are as a person. Like whatever's beneath frugal, whatever's beneath cheap, whatever's beneath that, that's probably who you are as a person. If you bring box wine to a, a, a gathering, that's my neither. My nor is a date now. So I talk to a lot of people. So I hear Tinder and Grinder are like two date naps. I don't understand. Here's what I don't get about dating. Spontaneity has its place, right? Like if I want to order groceries. Right? This, this is what it's tantamount to. If I want to order groceries and I go to Walmart, well, now, actually, now I can order groceries with an app, and they'll bring the groceries to the house, which I don't recommend doing because they might eat off your groceries or drink out your drink, but that's a whole other discussion. Right? Like, they should have an app where, if it's going to be real dating, they should have an app where I can order three dates at once. Three people come to my house, I cook dinner, and I interview them all, and I pick the one that I want at the end of the date. That way we all had some good wine that wasn't in a box. We had some intellectual jousting that took place. I got to cook. They got to be like, oh, oh, this is scrumptious, right? They <laughs> but one of them would be like, I'll have a cheese at me. <laughs> that, that's a movie reference. If you don't get the movie, I'm not going to spoil it for you. But if you get it, you know what I'm talking about. Right, so all three of them can come over. We can all date together. And then I, I like the one that I like after the app. I get to rate them for the intellectual prowess, for the uh, the way that they ate food properly. So if you, 
slurping your spaghetti, I'm giving you an F, a zero, or however you, whatever the low bottom is for that, right? I get to rate that, and then I get to say how good you looked or didn't look, right? And, and then I get to do that. So that's, I want that app. That's the app I want for the dating app. If you're on Tinder or Grinder, you likely just, you in it for the sex. You're a hunter. You're probably a hunter out there. But I, but this is what's weird. It's just a lot of people in the academy that I know that got married off a date now because they met somebody on the date now. Now, I will say this. People that's in the academy, they nerds too, like me. So they're a little different. They tweaked a little different, right? So they may actually be on there trying to find love for real, for real. Like they don't want sex. Well, they may want sex. I don't. Hey, I don't know who wants sex, but I'm just saying. Like Tinder and Grinder, yeah, them apps right there. Those apps are nuts. Like they, they for something else, else, right? To start for this thing that I'm talking about, right? So yeah, dating apps. I, I don't understand that. Like I need. I'm gonna create that app. So I, if it's copyright infringement, I don't know what I'm gonna call that app. But I'm gonna get three or four people to come to somebody's house, and it's gonna require you to cook. So you gotta buy wine, and then you gotta cook. You got to engage in intellectual conversation, and then, you know, the one that you want, get the alert afterwards that you the date, and you set your second date, because you got to meet the person to talk to them, and wasn't no sex involved. That eliminates one-night stands. So that, that's that's my my nor, right? Using the date nap to me, folks. What we not going to do. <laughs> we are hour and one minute in. So here, here's what I'm talking about. Well, talking about is next. What we're not going to do. Okay, check it out. When you have a family reunion, people, here's the deal. When Ray Ray get out of prison, right, we shouldn't be celebrating that. We shouldn't celebrate Ray Ray coming home from prison, right? Because if Ray Ray's in prison, I got a cousin right now that's doing 83 years. I ain't going to say his name. He's doing 83 years in prison. He was Pyro. Right? He was doing his thing. He's out. And he shoots a police officer with intent to kill. Like, for real, real intent to kill. Right? And, I mean, he went to prison for 83 years for attempted murder. He needs to be in prison. And I love him. But he needs to be in prison. So, if I'm alive, when he gets out of prison... Because he went to jail when he was like 20. So if I'm alive when he gets out of prison, I'm not celebrating him getting out of prison. And he's not getting out early, right? So we don't need to celebrate when our family members get out of prison with more passion than when the people in our families go to college and graduate from college, right? So when you when you had a family reunion, here's what you should do. This, this is what I believe. You should have, and this ain't about embarrassing people. Every person that's in college right now that just got accepted to go to college or that's in college, if you're at the family reunion, I need a list. Uh, I need a goodie bag list. This needs to be an activity, right? You need to get a goodie bag list, right, that, did, that, that in advance so the family can put money towards a goodie bag list so all the kids that's in college can get a bag of all the things that they need, Right? They're going to need drawers. They're going to need socks. Sidebar, those are two terrible gifts for a father on Father's Day or for a husband or a boyfriend or somebody you date. Don't never give them socks or drawers. So anyway, but if you're in college, you appreciate socks and drawers. Or maybe you can give them a, uh, a card with $500 on it. So they got the MasterCard, 
uh, the I wouldn't recommend that because they're gonna charge you the six ninety five fee. I didn't know that. I made that mistake once. Gave it to somebody, and they was like, "It ain't five hundred dollars on here. It's only four hundred and ninety three dollars." And I was like, "Why is it four hundred ninety three dollars? Say five hundred dollars on the Mastercard, the preloaded card." But I kind of found out when I called in to complain about it. They was like, "Well, we got a seven dollar fee for it." So not only did I pay, I had to pay to get it, but they took the seven dollars off. So now just get a five hundred dollars. So I get that, but they may need that. Uh, they may need I don't know some clothes, maybe. If you're young, if you're 18 and 24 on the college campus, you want new clothes, you may want a suit or a dress because so, you're going to transition out. You're going to graduate. So you may want that black on black, that men in black look, that black suit, that black dress with that red power tie or that red uh, scarf that a, that a woman may wear, right? And so if, if that's how you rock, right? If you're non-gender conforming, you might wear anything. But you're still going to need money. Or, or professional look, when you go on your interviews, you need one go-to suit, right? So maybe, so maybe they need that. Maybe you need to have a, a, a talk. If you first-generation college going, somebody need to be advising you. So maybe you get somebody from the university, come out to your family reunion, and be like, hey, this is how y'all navigate college. If there's nobody in your family went to college, or the people that's in your family that went to college, you may need to have a panel about that and talk about to the pe- to your family members, yo, we having a panel about going to college, right? So, you know, what we're not going to do is celebrate Ray Ray getting out of prison more passionately than we celebrate our kids going to college or being in college or graduating from college, right? Because they got debt. Oh, it's getting ready to rain. Uh, the eleven twenty seven. <laughs> Thanks for the update, weatherchannel.com. That's on my app. See, apps can be used for, perfect, for positive things. So, yeah, that's, hey, I'm, I'm for that. I'm celebrating. If you're going to college, I'm trying to celebrate you. When I do the Facade Podcast Live on college campuses, whoever wins my challenges, I'm going to give a $100 bill out to the team that wins 100% because I know that money can be spent by four people to go to dinner. Right? College students, some of them out here struggling. Some of them donate plasma for money. Some of them donate semen for money. Right, so some some of them got three or four jobs for money. I want to support that, right? And I realize that college students need more than money to graduate from college. They need advice. They need to be, you know, actively involved in internships. I get all that, right? But that's what I'm saying. We not we're gonna celebrate. If you at your family reunion, create some opportunities around education to educate your kids, so you can celebrate your youth with an F, right? For the academic desires more than you celebrate Ray Ray for getting out of prison when he should have went to prison. Right now, Ray Ray was framed and he shouldn't go to prison. That's different. Now, you know, we need to put up money for a lawyer to get Ray Ray out. But if Ray Ray was supposed to go, y'all know, y'all got people in y'all family that's supposed to go to prison. Y'all know that. Come on now. Don't don't do that. We're not we're not gonna do that. But that that's my talking about, right? Went to the family reunion. I just I'm not saying somebody got out of prison and they celebrated him. But I'm familiar with that, that type of thing happening. So the family reunion, you can make it more educational as opposed to celebrating somebody that got out of prison that should have been there. So that's my talking about. Sorry, that's my what we're not going to do. Talking about. Woo! We are hour and seven minutes in. Talking about. Now, here's my talking about. This is a question. <laughs> and so this is from a young person. Right? So a young person who's in high school, I'm surprised. Listen to the Facade Podcast. I'm surprised. They hit me and said, 
how can we get more? This person, this is what they said. I'm a, I'm on the e-board of my student organization. I wanted to be more involved because in my household, we talk as a family. And then this is what they said, which is extra blows my mind. They said, as an e-board, we create the agenda and then send the agenda to the advisor and the advisor goes over the agenda with the members. We don't attend the meetings. Disconnect. And then they hit me with the sad emoji. And so I'm like, wait a minute. So I had, I did, so we went back and forth. This student is a student in high school. <laughs> Their e-board meets, right? And then when the e-board comes up with the talking points in the agenda, they send that to the teacher advisor, administrative advisor. Then they have a meeting that the e-board doesn't go to and the group, the general body votes on those topics that the teacher oversees. <laughs> what? <laughs> and I'm not shaming, right? Because I get it. If, if I'm 16, my mindset is totally different. They may think it's more efficient. They may not, they may be all introverts. They may not want to interact with each other. But this person is saying, what can I do to change that climate? Here's my advice for your talking about question person in high school. Thank you for listening to the Facade Podcast. I need you to go to that meeting and set that meeting off with hip-hop music. Like, you just show up one time. Even if none of the e-board comes, you find a song that's going to talk about what y'all going to talk about loosely. That topic is, you play that song to get everybody turned, and then you go into the agenda. Don't even let the teacher, tell the teacher don't even come. You facilitate that meeting. Because when you come to this college campus, well, actually, I don't know how they... They may be conducting meetings like that on this college campus. I don't know. But, hey, you, you want to, I get, I get that we got technology. Don't turn into the computer. I don't care what age you are. Don't do that. Somebody that's, that may, when you enter the job force, somebody that's 55, they're going to want to talk to you. You're going to have to go interview them. You can't send a representative. You're going to have to talk to people to get into college. When you write your reason why you want to get into college, you're going to have to talk about that. So it's okay. That's what I would think about. I would sit down, pre-plan, pick your song from your artist, whether it's Lil Baby and Gunna, it's Da Baby, it's uh, Lizzo, it's a Meg Stallion, whoever you bopping to, get that song and say, listen, we're going to turn up, play that song, and then explain how that song parallels to what you want to talk about. Oh, <laughs> that'd be good because you already got it drawn in because they're ready to go, and then you run it right then. That, that's my advice. For, for my town about you got to get the people engaged because you don't feel you feel a disconnect to your organization and I don't want you to drop out the organization because you need personal action because that's how you was raised I appreciate that my kids they talk your ear off Lord they talk your ear off and so I get that it's students on this campus that I've met they're they're very adept at communicating their thoughts and I've seen them in the public sphere doing it they do it well I've seen them in meetings doing it but they may be meetings like the format that you have and so that would be my my recommendation for Tom Bow. Engage them with hip-hop because we all listen to hip-hop. Well, not all of us, but hip-hop is popular. So everybody probably got a song that they like. Engage them in hip-hop, and then after you do that, talk about, but it got to be a song that parallels. I would even write down the lyric, how the lyrics on the board, write down the lyrics and do a one-slide a one presentation. These lyrics tie into our agenda. That's like, you know, Lil Uzi Vert said, we're going to do this, he going to do this, we're going to do this. 
And uh, they're going to do that, and we're going to do that. This and the, this and the, that and the, this and the, that and the, that and the, this and the, that. Press, 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 press. Like that, that, that's what I would do if I were you. That's my, that's my, that's my combat advice. Detangle. Whew. So, we one hour and 11 minutes in to the detangle, right? And so, my detangle is this. And I, I always say this to, to kids. Like, everybody got their rules. Like, my mama tells me, I can't whoop my kids when I'm at her house. That's her rules. I respect that. Whenever I go to somebody's house, I ask them, what's their rules? Do I take off my shoes when I go into their house? If that's their rules, that's it. Do I have to eat all the food that you serve me on my plate? If I have to do that, that's it. We're going to do that because that's your rules. Like, here's my thing. For me, I don't know what's best all the time, but I know what's the worst every single time because I got rules. So don't violate my rules, right? Everybody got rules, but here's the key. When somebody violates your rule for the first time, if you haven't communicated what your rule is, you can't give them the wrath, right? Like I tell people in my circle, I'm going to love you. If I love you, you open to my love and my wrath because I'm exposing myself. I'm going to give you my being. You're going to know who I am as a person, right? So when you share my secrets, so sidebar, again, when you, sell, when you share your secrets with people, they no longer yours. So that person can tell your secrets, and if you, you can't get mad because you shouldn't have told them your secrets anyway. <laughs> That's what I believe. You shouldn't have told your secrets anyway. But if I'm going to give you my love, I'm going to give you my wrath, right? But with the first time you violate my rule, if I ain't communicate the rule to you, I can't give you wrath. I got to give you compassion and say, hey, this is my, you hurt me. Well, actually, I shouldn't even be hurt by it because you didn't know that it was going to hurt me. So you hurt me, and I say, hey, don't do this, right? That violated me as a person. This is my rule. Please don't do that. I appreciate if you don't do that again. Now, if they do it again, after you tell them what it was, man, go for their head, guillotine, hit them with the Frenchness, cut their heads all the way off, never speak to them again. That's what I would do. But that's, that's my detangle. Everybody has rules. Ask people what their rules are before you engage with that person so you won't violate their rules. Some rules are verbalized, some rules are hidden. But in order for you to navigate society, you got to know what the rules are because there's going to be consequences if you can't navigate the rules. And when people violate you by breaking your rules, you get an opportunity to be compassionate, right? Show some compassion. Like you don't always got to burn bridges. Now I get it. I'm part civil engineer. I burn bridges because I build bridges. I don't need, it's more than one way to the top, right? Because people be overvaluing who they are. So don't never overvalue who you are, right? Don't do that. Don't do that. Please don't do that because you can be replaced. Every, I don't care what Beyonce say. Like you can be replaced, right? Get, get up out of here. And so I'm just saying, do your thing, right? But show compassion because you got, all, all of us got rules. And so anyway, I just gave you an hour and 15 minutes of grilling something to intellectualize to while you grilling tomorrow, getting ready to upload this season one, episode 11 of the Facade Podcast. Moving forward, we drop it every single Wednesday. We're going to get some order. We drop it every single Wednesday. I, I, I didn't physically give me a mic that I can put in a suitcase and bust it out and, and get it recorded and drop it. So I apologize for the delay. 
We on, oh man, I just, well, so right now, we on Stitcher, we on Apple, we on Spotify. We're getting ready to be on every platform by the time we drop next Wednesday. Because I found out about this thing called Anchor that pushes you out across every platform. So the Facade Podcast is growing. We started in March. I appreciate y'all following us on Instagram, following us on Twitter. We're getting ready to launch our Facade Podcast TV because we're getting ready to do some liveness. Stay tuned, y'all. Stay tuned. It's Doc Hotz. Son of hip hop, again, my nerve don't always translate well, but I'm here to try to make a difference, y'all. Yay, yay. One.